Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me the impact pilot of Jacobs Effect, Tom Jacobs. His website is tomjacobs.com. That's spelled T-O-M-J-A-C-K-O-B-S.com. Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to chat with you. We were talking a little bit offline about the fact that you have been a serial entrepreneur for the past 30 years. How's that like to to be that experienced in in really the entrepreneurial world? <laughs> well, it I think it just proves that I'm allergic to working for somebody else. <laughs> so um, I have worked in the corporate world, but I've always had a side hustle. Mm. Um, I started when I was you know 16 years old with my first venture, wow. which was a mobile DJ and string quartet business. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's amazing. Um, I I always find that when I run into uh, entrepreneurs who've just been in this space forever, um, they started really young. They, they sold candy. Mm -hmm. They sold, you know, they uh, passed out newspapers. It was always something just very like, Hey, if no one else wants to do the dirty job, like I'll do it, you know, and create a business out of that. And so that's really cool how you uh, were a mobile DJ. Um, I just, that, that just sounds a lot of fun to do at quite a young age. Well, well, people think that it's like the whole DJ type of thing. And it was definitely not that because uh-huh. this was back in, you know, 90s. Mm-hmm. So it was like playing celebration at weddings and bar mitzvahs and, and homecoming dances. So mm-hmm. It was just, it wasn't the fancy DJing that it is today, but you know, it was fun. It was a great uh, learning experience. And I think in the 30 years I've, um, made lots of mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, and that I think is um, what has helped me sustain kind of being in business and, and doing many different things as well. Yeah. I, I want to go back to how you said that, you know, 30 years of uh, being a, a serial entrepreneur is a result of you being allergic to jobs. And it makes me think about how I feel like I'm a third of third of the way there. I've been self-employed for the last decade. And part of my background is that in my young 20s, I was fired from four jobs consecutively. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Awesome. Even though I had a bachelor's degree. Okay. Like I'm not uneducated y'all. And, uh, right. and I remember my good friends, they all said like, Jen, I just, I just don't think you're meant to have a job. And so, you know, 10 plus years later so far, I'm on my third business venture. And I have to say, it's a lot of fun. And every time I feel tempted to go back to a job, even if I start the process, I start to get, I I, I just, you know, you know what I mean? That feeling like, oh, like, <laughs> Palms get sweaty. And you're like, oh. Yeah. It's like, you know, what? I don't, I don't really want to do that. Let me just figure out how to do sales. If I could spend more time, you know, getting better at sales rather than putting together a resume, I'm sure I'll figure something out. There you go. And that, that I'm, I'm glad you said that because that's really the key mm. of when I finally found success in one of my businesses, which was a fitness center, which was the largest business um, up until now that I've had. And that, that, 
it was because of sales and learning how to sell effectively that mm -hmm. enabled me to, in the second year of that business, have a 400% increase in wow. revenue. Wow. Yeah. Well, Tom, only sales. <laughs> just sales. Yeah, just sales alone. Well, Tom, let's fast forward to today and the work that you yeah. do with Jacob's Effect. For people that mm -hmm. are hearing about it for the first time, tell us, what is it about? So it's about presentation, performance, and profits. So mm -hmm. that's kind of the P3 method that I like to uh, talk about. So the presentation is really about the sales. So how do you present yourself in a sales situation mm -hmm. um, and come up with your own presentation for selling? The performance comes from public speaking because mm -hmm. I have found in every venture that I've had that public speaking was the number one low cost marketing tactic that always brought in money, mm -hmm. brought in cash. In fact, one of the ventures that I was part of, I was selling on the stage for three years all around the world. I put wow. about 250,000 miles on United Airlines and over those uh, three years. And I sold $4 million from the stage, primarily wow. from the stage. And it was because of the performance that I brought to it mm -hmm. and the storytelling and just all those different elements of public speaking mm -hmm. that I was able to sell at such a high level. Mm -hmm. And then the profits are the result of having that presentation and the performance down. Yeah. There's something about public speaking that really, and, and I just think about the events I've been out to and see these public speakers and you're just, I mean, just the way that they perform, you know, as I say, as you're saying, um, it, it's really captivating and it really, mm -hmm. I think, pulls your heartstrings in a way as, as a good public speaker, I think would do uh, so much that um, you do want to make decisions in the moment. And so that I think that's just absolutely amazing that for a couple of years, you were traveling the world to, to speak mm -hmm. and, and perform, <laughs> you know, yeah, as you yeah, say exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. And I have a degree in theater, so it was uh, totally natural. Wow, Although fun I fact. Never, yeah, I know, right. <laughs> I never used it. Um, I per never performed. Uh, but, but this now enables me to take that education that I had and then translate that into storytelling and helping entrepreneurs create that that special story that they can perform on stage or now on Zoom um, mm -hmm. right, and, and right. get their message across. So. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that, Tom. Obviously, mm -hmm. a lot has changed uh, in 2020. And as we enter the new year, I'm sure that this is sort of going to be the new normal with, you know, Zoom calls, video calls and, and everything. Yep. For people that, let's say, want to translate their public speaking skills to the virtual stage, what advice would you like to give them? Yeah, so it, it is a little bit different in terms of you don't get immediate feedback mm -hmm. from, especially if you're doing a webinar. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I feed off of, off of an audience. So I really had to change kind of the, that internal dialogue is like, oh, I'm, I'm telling this joke. I think it's funny. Do they think it's funny? Because I don't hear laughter. Right. And then, or I'm telling this really sad story. I don't see any tears in the audience because I'm just looking at myself. Right. So it's, it's getting very comfortable with just doing video. So I spent a year doing Facebook lives every single mm. day from my car, driving into the gym with my dog Dixie on my lap Love and, it. and just it was getting comfortable with just talking to a camera Yeah, and knowing that there's nobody on the, there may not be anybody on the other end, but 
you know, there might be. And, and as, as you get more comfortable and build up those muscles, it, get, it gets a lot easier. Yeah, so it's absolutely. practice, 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 which is the same for any stage performance as well. You have to practice. It has to be scripted and, and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, especially in these times, and because it's so not normal to like look at yourself all the time, you know, it's essentially having this, this mirror with you all the time. And so I think it's really about like trusting yourself and your abilities. And like you said, rehearsing and scripting and everything. I have friends who are in comedy and, you know, they can't do the onstage thing anymore. And it's interesting to see how they've adapted where it's like, yeah, they don't get that immediate um, response. Um, Maybe on the Facebook live performances, you'll see the little emojis like, pop up and you know stuff like that and reactions (laughs) and stuff but it's like it's already so delayed right and like people have to type their reactions and it's like wait what are they (laughs) responding to like what did they think was funny um but it's really admirable i think to see Mm. uh comedians and and um really artists uh transition or or really translate their skill set into the virtual stage absolutely and it you know it's it's been around i mean television has been around for decades But it's never been at the level that anybody can access the same medium and can mm-hmm. access a, a targeted audience at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really, and it's not just, you know, COVID or, or kind of where we're at today. I think it was moving in that direction anyway. Mm-hmm. And COVID was that really nice big push over the edge. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I also like to believe that this is the era for introverts to shine. <laughs> you know, I think, uh, and, and I speak as an introvert myself, I like oh, to call too. myself um, a social introvert. There's this uh, YouTube channel that breaks down what type of introvert you are. And for me, oh. it's like, I'm a social introvert, which means I do like to engage with people, but I still like to recharge like by myself and stuff like that. But anyway, I like to totally. joke that this is the time where extroverts can learn, <laughs> you know, from <laughs> exactly. introverts and really just trusting your your inner power and your gut feelings and and trust yourself you know in your own performance so i really appreciate you elaborating on um really just this transition of the physical you know going from the physical stage to the virtual stage yeah 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 no worries yeah uh well tom um you mentioned that there was three components to your company Mm -hmm. jacob's effects you mentioned uh presentation and performance what's the third one that you want our listeners to know yeah profits so um when you get the presentation right, you get the performance right, then the profits are just naturally going to come to you. Mm. And and part of just what I teach in terms of storytelling and, and sales training, um, even following up with leads that come into your, your business, it's all about keeping it so simple. Mm. So, or super simple or stupid simple or however you want to do the two <laughs> kiss, S's. The KISS, kiss acronym, kiss. right? Yeah. The KISS acronym. <laughs> and I look back at all of the quote unquote mistakes that I've made in business. And it's because I overcomplicated it. Mm. I, I wanted to, you know, in, in the fitness business, while in the second year I had a 400% increase in revenue, I went from a hundred thousand dollars to just shy of $500,000. Mm-hmm. Yet I was spending $495,000. Wow. So, you know, I didn't understand the that I needed to actually make a profit each each right, month, right? And I was overcomplicating it. And when you know, I finally hired a, a business coach. Which, if I mean, that's the other thing is always you need help, and mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can't do it yourself. Um, and so having a coach is has always now been a part of 
every business that I've, that I've been in. And when that coach was like, I don't get what you do here. I was like, what do you mean you don't get what I do here? It's a gym. We have Pilates. We have kickboxing. We have personal training. We have cardio equipment. Look at all this great stuff in a 4,000 square foot facility. And it was like, it's too much. You're confusing mm -hmm. your market. Mm -hmm. He made me take it down to two things, personal mm -hmm. training and small group training. And immediately, instead of making $1,000 a month in profit, I started making $10,000 a month in profit. Wow. And the gross revenue came down, mm -hmm. but the profit went shot way up because I just simplified it. Yeah. And made it just really, really simple and, and focused on what continued to make money and the marketing tactics that continued to bring in fresh leads. You know, when I think about uh, entrepreneurs really honing in on their high ticket items or like the one or two like key uh, programs or what have you to make sales, it kind of reminds me of going through college where you start off with a lot of general education courses and then eventually you like hone in on like a special, uh, you know, specialized program. And so it, that sounds a lot of like what what you mentioned. And, and I don't think entrepreneurs mean to try to do it all and offer it all. I think it's just part of the journey, you know, to like mm -hmm. maybe throw a bunch of stuff out there and see what Yep. sticks. Yep. Or have the clients or the prospects kind of dictate where that business goes. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that was actually a, a, a video that on my YouTube channel that I just did a couple of weeks ago was about are the worst prospects dictating how you run your business. And a wow. lot of times you you can tell that the business is no, no longer fun because it's not yours anymore. Mm -hmm. It's the prospects telling you or moving you in different directions. And as a business owner, every dollar counts. So you're mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, if I don't do this special service just for this one person, then I, you know, I'm not going to make payroll ever again. Mm -hmm. And the reality is if you keep it really simple and stick to what you know and niche down and, and do everything that everybody tells you to do that <laughs> we don't, um, then it, it just gets a lot better. Yeah. No, I absolutely, I absolutely love that. That Sorry, I absolutely love that. And I hear that over and over again um, with very successful entrepreneurs where it's like, hey, just narrow it down, keep it simple, trust yourself. Um, yeah. You know, Tom, you mentioned that you've made a lot of mistakes in the 30 years of being a serial entrepreneur. In addition to keeping it simple, what other mistakes, uh, maybe common mistakes you feel like you've made or repeated, um, not on purpose, right, uh, that you want to share with our listeners uh, that could possibly learn to avoid that, avoid that mistake? Yeah, I mean, it was, it's it's based on kind of what I went through that, that I just spoke about, you know, keeping it simple. That mm -hmm. comes with marketing as well in terms of who you're going after as a entrepreneur, as a business, and getting very niched down and mm -hmm. being very specific on who your target audience is. Mm -hmm. And this scares the heck out of all entrepreneurs. Everybody that I talked to, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't just serve you know, women 35 to 37 years old that right. have two kids and are divorced and are 30 pounds overweight. If, if I do that, then I can't serve the, the guys that come into my gym either. Mm. Like, mm -hmm. well, no, what you're doing when you're niching down is you're getting very specific on that language that you can use to attract the right person. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, other people are going to see you as the expert 
And they're going to come up to you and say, well, I know you work with, you know, women 35 to 37, but do you think you could help me too? Oh yeah. And that's a lesson that I keep having to relearn, I think, because, you know, in the fitness business, I did that. Uh, when I started doing the storytelling and the sales training, I was very broad. I was like, any service-based business could use my services, <laughs> you know? And then, uh, then I was like, no, I'm going to, and I, I used to do like BNI, uh, Business Networking International. So every week I'd go to the, the meeting and do mm -hmm. the little 30 second speech and nobody would say anything to me afterwards, wow. you know, no meeting. You know, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Search storytelling, sales training, blah, blah, blah. So I, I changed it up. I was like, wait a second, this niche thing, maybe that will work. Mm. And so I go back <laughs> and I say, I specialize in helping insurance agents train their sales staff to sell better over the phone. If you know of any insurance agents that could use that type of service, please let me know. Mm. And I swear to God, three people came up to me after the meeting. One was an accountant, mm -hmm. an architect, and a mold remediation company said, wow. oh, I know you work with insurance companies, but <laughs> you could help me with sales. I swear to God. I'm like, well, yeah, I can help you with sales. Let's, let's do this. And, and so I work with them. It's the same strategy, yeah. but when you niche down and you become the expert in one thing, all of a sudden everybody thinks that you're an expert in everything. Yeah. And you know, I think, I think what helps when you niche down is that you kind of paint this example in the prospect's mind of like, oh, okay. So, you know, generally speaking, you know, you teach storytelling to be a better salesperson. But if you say, oh, I help insurance agents, insurance agents, people think, oh, okay. So I can picture that. I can picture an insurance agent like studying to become a better seller through storytelling. You know what? I could use that too. And I think that's what it does is it, it paints yep. a picture. So rather than have this general, like, this is what you do. It's like, well, this is what I do. And this is how I put it into practice, like, and who I, who I help put it into practice. And I think it, it helps them better understand like what, what you're offering. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. even with my, my new product offering, which is, uh, you know, it's a call center, basically setting appointments for mm -hmm. um, medical doctors. So, and, and specifically for functional medicine doctors who can't, that don't rely on insurance. So they do webinars and discovery calls and, you know, this full sales cycle. And mm -hmm. so my team does all the phone calls to book those calls. And, and I still get people that they're outside of that niche saying, well, you know, I do that kind of same function as well. Do you think you could? Well, yeah, we can. It's still, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, let me think about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it's that. It's the same. Yeah. Niching down, it scares everybody to death, but yeah. it's, it's not that you're excluding anyone. And I think that's the, the big fear is like, oh, I don't want to, you know, not work with somebody. Right you're not doing that at all. You're just, you're becoming an expert and people are going to see that and seek you out. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Tom, as we start to wrap up, I just wanted to know, is there anything else you want our listeners to know about Jacob's Effect? Yeah. So, you know, I specialize in working with insurance agents. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but, but of course, if you're not an insurance agent, you want to you know, learn how to tell your story better. I actually have a, a free gift um, and it's tomjacobs.com slash storybook. Great. So, if, um, uh, and that, that 
helps you outline what your personal story is because mm-hmm. that, you know, especially now, I mean, people are really seeking that personal connection. Absolutely. I always have and always will. Um, it's just a little bit harder to do when you have to, you know, spend six feet away from somebody. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but when you tell your personal story and your journey, that creates this neuro connection with your prospect that's deeper than if you just were able to tell people, well, yeah, I, I train anybody to be able to sell and I've, I've sold $4 million from the stage. You should trust me. But yeah. if I tell a story about me growing up and struggling with, you know, with the, the fitness business, almost going out of business, mm. having to call dad for money, <laughs> um, <laughs> true story. <laughs> but all of that, when I tell those stories and kind of my signature stories, people are like, oh, wow, he knows what he's talking about. And that further creates that connection. Mm-hmm. Wow. So find those stories. And, and the storybook that I put together is a little workbook on how to organize it so that it it reads like a Hollywood blockbuster movie. Wow, that's powerful. Tom, thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate your time and your wisdom and um, just dropping some knowledge today and some advice no to niche down and to, you know, overall keep it simple. Any parting final advice you want to share before we go? Keep it simple. There you <laughs> go. There, enough said. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and we're done. Yeah. Tom, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate our conversation today. No worries. Great, great being here, Jen. Thanks. Yes. And to our listeners, once again, this is Tom Jacobs, the impact pilot for Jacobs Effect. You can learn more about him at his website, tomjacobs.com. Again, that's spelled T-O-M-J-A-C-K-O-B-S.com. And if you want to get that storybook, you can check out his website, tomjacobs.com forward slash storybook. Thanks so much for listening and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.